Hey all, uh, I wanna welcome you to another cutting room floor. Um, this last Sunday we talked about uh, Psalm 80, beginning Advent, sort of talked about sort of this this psalm particularly that is labeled as a lament and mm -hmm. thought maybe we'd take a little time today to dive into what does that mean, Yeah. right? Like I don't use lament in my everyday life very often. Totally. Um, and I think often in our life with God, we're sort of, you know, we're, we're encouraged to praise. Mm -hmm. We're encouraged to like emote positively in some totally. ways. God, yeah. we love you. Yeah. Uh, we're not often like in Psalm 80 told to like ask God, like, hey, can you get out of bed and help me? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so how do we lean into that? Yeah. Like, do you have thoughts? I mean, like I've heard some stats, like there's actually a lot of, a major chunk of the Psalms, the, yeah. the Psalter actually are laments. A laments, yeah, which I think is a good place to start just even recognizing. So you have 150 Psalms in what we call the book of Psalms. Yeah. Um, but a huge section of them, and depending on who you talk to, one count um, I have is 59 out of the 150 Psalms would be labeled as lament, which wow. by, categor by categorization is the largest category mm -hmm. of you know, the type of Psalms that we have. Yeah. Um, I have, I'm looking at here and for those listening, I'll have a, maybe a link to this, but like an infographic that kind of is showing, um, in this visual representation of all the different kinds of Psalms and I don't know, five or six categories here. And you can yeah. visually just see on this thing. It's, wow. it's cool to see just how much lament is a part of just the worship and prayer life of God's people for millennia. Really. And yet like, if you polled the yeah. average Christian, what percentage of your prayers are laments? Totally. A third, you know, like most people are not going to say, oh, a third of them are. Exactly. Every three days or, yeah. you know, four months out of the year or whatever that totally. is. Like three years out of 10, right? Yeah. Like, that's a lot of prayers. Totally. Uh, so why? Yeah. Like, wait, so it's just sort of an interesting thing. Like, very few of us are tr trained mm -hmm. or formed into the kind of people that would intuitively do laments as prayer. Yeah. Uh, and yet that seems to be a huge value yeah. of the Psalms. Totally. Why? Yeah. I think I mean, you were hitting on this, you know, brilliantly, I think on Sunday, just with the thing of like our masks and like we live in this moment where, you know, we're often told to just, you know, put the smile on or we quote, you know, like rejoice in the Lord always, or just sure, this sure. like, everything's okay. And, and there's reason for joy for sure. Yeah, We're yeah. not trying to downplay that yeah. at all. Um, but it's interesting when you actually look at the scriptures and see how much of lament and we'll kind of flesh out what we mean by lament here, but just like the struggle mm. and the, the honesty and the realness mm. and the rawness and the vulnerability of coming before God with all of just the angst of life. Yeah. Um, is such a central part of what it means to be the people of God, even to the point where I think of, so Israel mm -hmm. is the people of God throughout the scriptures, in yeah. particular the Old Testament. And just interesting to me, just how that name Israel first comes about in the book of Genesis. Okay. Um, it's really, it's the name that is given to Jacob when okay. Jacob's name gets changed from Jacob to Israel after, after Jacob has this incident in Genesis 32 where he's wrestling with this kind of mysterious mm. figure that most people seem to recognize as some sort of, uh, you know, maybe Jesus or God himself yeah. wrestling in the night. And there's this struggle that's happening. Mm -hmm. And as a result, or kind of the aftermath of that story, God changes Jacob's name to Israel. And in the text, it says, because you have struggled with God. Mm. And so just from the foundation of, you know, what it means to be the people of God, God's people are a people that struggle yeah. And that have struggle. And that's yeah. just a part of, I think, what it means to be yeah. not only human, but a part of yeah. the people. And naming of God. is directly connected to identity yeah. and people. So like this wasn't coincidental. Totally. God said, 
you know, you are now Israel as a way of saying you are going to be a people, right? Because yeah. he will then be a father of the nation. Exactly. And you are going to be the kind of people that struggle. That struggle. And how God is inviting us in our struggle to be honest about that and to come to God with that. And I think maybe to kind of flesh this out a yeah. little bit as far as yeah, like, what are we... Maybe we can define like, so what is lament? What is lament? And then whatever you were going to say. Totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think kind of like on a very basic level, lament, I would say is honest, raw prayers to God. Just okay. whatever that is, you know, kind of this open-endedness. Does it have like, to be sort of negative? Well, I think it can be both positive and negative, the whole okay. range of just human experience and yeah. human emotion. Primarily, does it have an emotional quality? I think, it, I mean, yes and no, but I okay. think a lot of the times in scripture, when I read the Psalms myself, it seems like there is a, an emotional um, bent to them okay. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think, again, it's, 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 it's open there. Yeah. There's but flexibility. Th yeah. You don't have to be a highly emotive person to write a lament. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. And I think there's... If you're a human being, you will probably go through a season that is really hard. Yeah. And that could be an appropriate season in which to lament. To lament, yeah. And I think the, the basic common denominator is the whole range of thoughts, feelings, emotions, yeah. human experience is that there's honesty and that it's coming before God. Okay. And I think that's kind of the the basic you know yeah. foundation because you can just be honest and go into a personal black hole exactly that doesn't actually bring that bring whatever you're experiencing that space that emotion those thoughts into the presence of god yeah that's what makes laments very unique unique yeah it's coming before god it's not just complaining or you yeah. know you know i don't know throwing Gossiping. a fit yeah, yeah exactly totally. gossip checking yeah. out relationally with god because you're angry mm -hmm. which is i think epidemic totally all yeah. over. Yeah. And uh, kind of a, a frame to maybe help with this a little bit is okay. I have kind of four R's that kind of flesh out like yep. what lament Channeling your is. early or, uh, inner pirate. <laughs> there you go. Right? R. R's. There you so go. four R's to maybe kind of help uh, help us understand lament a little bit more biblically. I think the first one I have is relational. Okay. That lament is a way that we build our relationship with God in a, just a, a regular relational way. Yep. Um, and it's a way where relationally it's this back and forth okay going back and forth with god bringing both the good the bad the good and the bad and yeah. how just all of who you are all of who you are right yeah. and i think it's just kind of it's it seems really basic but then just to recognize that again part of having a relationship with god is to lament is to bring the pain to the hurt because god um, wants to be with us yes in those moments in those moments totally and, and often I think we, we feel like we need to keep that separate from yeah. our relationship with god and in so doing we actually might disconnect from profound moments of comfort in god's presence exactly totally and i think that's again that this relational piece of lament um is that's i think good. is crucial and the second one i have is required and what i mean by that is that say that one again re re required okay required. so r for required yeah. meaning that in order to, I think, continue this relationship with God and to even experience healing in moments yeah. of pain and suffering and so on and so forth, is that if we kind of short circuit or bypass this lament process yeah. and this lament um, aspect, is that it really we're just kind of glossing over and we're doing the mask thing hmm. and we're not actually experiencing the healing and the flourishing and okay. the grace and the presence of God to the depth that I think we're invited to yeah. when we do lament. So like... Lamentation or lament is required. Maybe give us an analogy or an example. Yeah, totally. So, like, I, I was reading a little bit about this, and one writer talked about it. Think of it like this: like, if there's a surgeon who is going to bind up a wound, 
Um, if the surgeon just goes right in and just sews up the wound immediately mm-hmm. and doesn't actually take the time to clean out that wound, yeah. it eventually is just going to be more problematic than yeah. prior. And I think oftentimes the, the lament process is kind of like that, that cleaning, that fleshing yeah. out is that bringing all that pain and that emotion and those thoughts um, before God so that we can actually experience the depth of healing mm-hmm. that God wants to bring and not just have this surface level yeah. like, oh, everything's fine when yeah. really we haven't actually processed. Yeah, no, it's good. Well, yeah. and it doesn't have to, I think what I experience in pastoral ministry, maybe personally, but also sort of in my role is that it's very easy to stuff mm-hmm. and then you stuff. And the first time you stuff, maybe it's fine, Yeah, but you do it long enough and eventually you start to leak. Yes. And yes. now you start having these relational implications yes. and you don't connect it to the stuffing necessarily, yeah. but other people feel this stuff coming out of you, whether yeah. it's bitterness or cynicism or anger or mistrust that often are coming out of a space that needed healing. Exactly. And there was never a space to lament, to grieve, mm-hmm. to process that in the presence of God, uh, bringing what you're saying, like a cleaning. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah for sure. So that's the, the second one. So you so have relational, relationship or yeah. relational and required. Required. Um, and this third one, it kind of, these overlap a little bit, but I have it real, okay. meaning that this kind of just emphasizing this aspect of we're not trying to fake anything here. Yeah. We're not trying to put on the happy face or put on the mask, yeah. but this is an invitation to be real and honest yeah. um, and vulnerable with where we're at, what's going on in life, yeah. the circumstances, and that God is big enough to handle yeah. all of that. And we don't need to fake it. Totally. Like, I think one of the things sometimes when we talk about lament or whatever, like you have people that are like, you know power of positive thinking, Norman mm-hmm. Vincent Peale, like always make it positive. And then you have other people that are like, maybe they feel pressured to lament. Yeah. I was like, eh, don't make it up. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like for sure. if you, if it's real for you, allow it out. Yeah. If it's not, you don't need to feel pressured to exactly. be down or depressed yeah. or sad. Like yeah. it, you don't get spiritual kudos for exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. The, the, it's the realness both ways here. Right. Yeah. For sure. It's like, yeah. it's okay to be joyful. Yeah. Like if you just want to overflow with praise, Awesome. Totally. Do like that. No one, we're not going to sit here and be like, oh, that's not real. Yeah, you're authentic. not real. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like, come on, that's lame. No, it's like, no, no, no. You can be authentic in lots of ways. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's good. Yeah, so you have relational number one, number two, required, number three, real. And then this last one here, I, I just put it as relief. And I, what I mean by that is that as we're in this process of lament, or if you are in this process of lament, I do think that there's this aspect of we experience this, the relief of God's presence in a profound way. And to know that God isn't, you know, ashamed or bothered Mm. or upset that we come before him and we're not perfect and we don't have it all put together in our, in our minds and our hearts and all that. And that we, and I've experienced this just on a personal level that as I come to God with the rawness in the end, in this relational way, that there is a sense of relief of, being reacquainted with God's presence mm-hmm. in the midst of pain, yeah. um, especially in that pain moment, can distance us from God. Yeah, because right? it's so overwhelming, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, mentally. Sometimes yeah. that we almost feel like we can't connect with God. Totally. And what you're saying is actually, as we write those things, or verbalize those things, or articulate those things in the presence of God, it allows those things somehow mm-hmm. to be addressed or recognized yeah. in a way that decreases their power. Yeah. And we actually get relief from God totally. in the midst of it. Yeah, totally. For sure. And I think again, experiencing that relief and knowing that relief is, yeah. is That's so powerful. helpful. Um, I have this quote here that has always stood out to me 
from a commentator, Derek Kidner, who has a commentary yeah. on the Psalms. Great and he says, commentary. Yeah, it's awesome. And he says this, the very presence of such prayers, and he's, re- he's referring to lament, um, the very presence of such prayers in Scripture is a witness to God's understanding. He mm. knows how men speak when they are desperate. Yeah. And just even having in the Psalter, in the Book of Lamentations, the Book of Job, all these different places in Scripture, having these just in our Bibles yeah. as a witness to just God knows how we speak. Yeah. And He knows how we speak when we're desperate. That's good. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everything that, and you were, we were talking about this a little bit ago, that it's always polished and clean or even perfect theology, yeah. but it's raw and it's honest. And yeah. it's it's coming before God, which again, I can't emphasize that enough, is the, is the crucial thing in this. Yeah, yeah one of the things, um, you know, sometimes when you read the Psalms, you're like, man, another thing about being persecuted or attacked mm-hmm. or a victim of violence, yeah. and you're like, I don't relate to this. And yet, you know, one of the things I've started doing when that happens when I read the Psalms is actually just sort of stopping and being like, okay, I am not a victim of violence right mm-hmm. now, but I know someone in the world right yeah. now is. Yeah. Uh, and actually reading the Psalms and praying the Psalms mm-hmm. as if I'm praying on their behalf. Yeah. Recognition totally. that like, yeah, I might be in a privileged, super comfortable, yay Jesus moment, mm-hmm. but there, I guarantee you there is someone in the world who is looking at that psalm yeah. and they're holding on to it and they're praying it with all of their being because yeah. they're terrified. Totally. Um, so I even feel like there's a way in which we can pray these psalms as intercessions, mm-hmm. even if we're not in that place. Yeah, totally. For sure. And I think, you know, this gets at even just how might we practically, yeah, totally. you know, go into this? Like, how do we feed on the ground, you know, in those moments of pain, difficulty, anxiety, yeah. you know, you fill in the blank. How do we lament well? Yeah. Um, and I kind of have just maybe just to close kind of three, hopefully helpful, practical yeah, sort of things. And the first one is essentially what you're saying is reading and praying the Psalms yeah, and just using for you personally for, or someone exactly. else. Yeah, and, yeah. and just doing that, I think has been super helpful. I remember uh, one of the first instances when I first started working at a church up in Washington, where it, the first time I was really faced with like death and difficulty, yeah. we had a, you know, a longtime member of the church had to go to hospice. And it was the first time where I really like, was confronted with like the reality of like mm. pain in sort of a pastoral ministry role. And I remember this gentleman and then our, our lead pastor would always, they had this thing back and forth and they would say to each other, remember the sixties. And what they were referring to was not like the decade, yeah. but the, the chapters in the Psalms, mm. the, the Psalms in the sixties, because there was so many for them that they just constantly were praying together and lamenting mm. together. Um, that's always just stuck with me. There's just a few of those chapters that have really been like, yeah, these are the yeah. ones that I want to hold on to. That's Psalm cool. 61, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And I think mm. in those moments of feeling overwhelmed, praying that, God, I want to be led back yeah. to you. That's good. Well, um, you can, some songs, maybe you do relate to more. Totally. And that's okay. Yeah, totally. Like, you don't have to feel pressure to like love every song. Exactly. But like there are going to be ones probably as you read the Psalms that you will be drawn back to. Yeah. For sure. And I have found that personally true for myself. Yeah. Um, the second one, if the first one is kind of read and pray the Psalms, the second one, even this invitation to write your own mm. lament. Um, so if someone's like, you know, they hear you say, write your own Psalm. Okay. Like, whoa, yeah. where do I even start? Like, totally. do you have like a template or something? Yeah. And I, and these aren't original to me. I have a couple, if people are interested, you know, you can, I can maybe link them or you can send yeah. me an email. Um, but just usually what the, 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 one, the best ones I've found personally for me have been ones that have taken an actual psalm mm. and kind of broken it into maybe two or three or four chunks 
um, and then invited the the writer of their own lament to then kind of fill in mm. those chunks based on kind of the, the same frame of yeah. that given psalm. That's cool. And it's a way to kind of put to words that are maybe a little more personal for you mm. um, in a way that's hopefully still anchored in the scriptures a little bit yeah. to, as like a guide that's for that. Cool. Um, to just write your own honest lament. And oftentimes just even... Of course, verbally praying them is important, but the physical act, at least for me, of writing it mm -hmm. down, um, just even by nature, it's a slower process, totally. to, especially handwriting it, yeah. um, has been, I think, one of the practices that have been very helpful for me. Yeah. Um, it's just the physically act yeah. of writing it. Well, for and sure. there's, um, maybe you'll remember, it's in the 80s, Psalm 89, maybe. Is that the one that ends like... Oh, 88. Yeah. 88. So, yeah. Darkness yeah. is my only friend. Yeah, darkness is my only friend. You know, it's uh, this feeling of sometimes we feel this pressure to like end a psalm yeah. with an exclamation mark. Totally. It's like actually there's psalms even yeah. in there that they don't end happy. They don't end at all. Yeah. Uh, and so even having a space, I know there was a season in my life where I just, I wrote, you know, poems, prayers, uh, and some of them were pretty dark. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it was, there was something very cathartic. Yeah about bringing those into God's presence. Yeah, totally. Um, it's like, oh, no, no, God can handle it. Yeah. yeah. What was the third one? Um, so, one? yeah, the first one, read and pray the Psalms. Second one, kind of write your own lament. And then the third one for me personally has been kind of looking at old hymns yeah, yeah. Um, throughout just church history. And a few, a lot of them are people, I'm like, I would be shocked if anyone even knew some of these yeah, just because yeah. they're just, and I think for me that's a, it's special in that way that it's just, it's a way of personally connecting with these words that have been, you know, prayed or sung that have been honest. There's, yeah. I think, some depth to them that I appreciate personally. Um, and I, I go back to them and there's these moments, right, either in reading them or some of them are been re-recorded in like a modern mm. song format. And they're almost like this, like, just moment where it's just this transcendent moment in God's presence, mm -hmm. just being reminded again of his love and his compassion for me yeah. in moments of like difficulty. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and using that as a resource has been yeah. helpful for me. I've done that with some uh, older English poems. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's sometimes the languaging is a little different. Yeah. So it gets you out of modern vernacular. Yes, yes. And something about that actually like sometimes helps me in the totally. process because it slows me down. Yes. You have to think about it a little bit yeah. more. Process. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So a few R's. We got four R's, three practical tips. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think maybe just sort of, if you can't retain it all, just remember God wants you to be honest mm -hmm. and he wants to be with you, yeah. whether you're doing awesome or terrible, yeah. uh, that God has created space yeah. uh, in the scriptures and wants to create space in our lives that we can be with him. However we're feeling or doing today. Totally. For sure. Sounds good. Yeah. Awesome.